0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 10th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. It's natural to expect soaring rhetoric asking us to sublimate our self-interest to serve collective interests, but Cato Institute Executive Vice President David Bowes says both major party candidates for president are asking us to engage in causes greater than self rather than lives devoted to ourselves and our individual hopes and dreams.
1: Barack Obama gave the commencement address at Wesleyan University uh, over Memorial Day weekend, and I heard the address on C-SPAN radio, and I heard him going on and on to these graduates about how they needed to get involved in activism and community service, and there was never a mention of the idea that they might go into business and produce things and create things and that volunteering or community service might be part of their lives but not their entire life the focus was entirely on making your job and your career something in the nonprofit world
0: you and i have made our careers in in part in the the nonprofit world
1: yeah there's nothing wrong with doing it it's just that i thought it was odd that there was no mention of the fact that america is built on business, that most of these people will probably go into business. Uh, There was no discussion of the fact that it wouldn't be possible for Barack Obama's wife to make hundreds of thousands of dollars in a community relations job at a great university if it weren't for somebody producing the wealth that pays for that. So that's why I thought it was An unbalanced discussion. I also thought it was interesting that it was uh, the day before Memorial Day, and there was no mention that one thing you might do to serve your community or to serve your country was to join the military. Apparently, Barack Obama, speaking to an elite Eastern university, the military never crosses their minds.
0: This type of talk has been going on for a very long time from Democrats. Gary Hart made national service a a big part of his campaign campaign. For president and other candidates have have made some sort of uh, national service a part of their uh, uh, campaigns,
1: but it never really ends up going anywhere. Well, I think there's a little bit of, of a difference here. My complaint with Obama is not that he's proposing that there be community service or even national service, although I don't I don't want the government doing that. What it seemed to me that he was doing was suggesting that this was the ideal for everyone, um, that everybody should be involved in community service, that that was the only moral, respectable way. And the way he spoke contemptuously, his one line about business in the entire speech was to say something like, I know there'll be some of you who want to take your diploma, walk off this stage, and chase only after the big house and the money culture. So... It it wasn't just that he was proposing a national service program, it's that he was setting it up as the ideal. And yes, national service, at least compulsory national service, hasn't gone anywhere before, but these things always have to be guarded against. We've now got two presidents who seem pretty committed to them, or two candidates for president.
0: You usually at least have a Republican candidate on the stage who's paying uh, lip service to uh, industry and working very hard and... Develop, building businesses and things like that, but John McCain has active has seemed uh, dismissive toward uh, that attitude.
1: McCain pays lip service to uh, you know free market economics and uh, and a sound economy when he remembers. I think it's when he gets exercised and he says what he really thinks that he forgets that he's a Republican and he's supposed to support free enterprise. You have to remember, McCain is a third-generation military guy, and there's nothing wrong with the military. Obviously, we need a military, and I respect the service of him and his father and his grandfather. But I do think it's given him the idea that the world is organized like the military, and he wants to be commander-in-chief of it. And so he did say in criticizing Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney's case for being president was, I'm a leader. I've built businesses. I've brought teams together. I've made things happen. And McCain snapped at him in a debate, ironically, at the Reagan Library. Yes, well, when I led, I led for patriotism, not for profit. And I guess even the moderator thought that was an odd comment from a Republican. So he asked McCain, well, what do you mean when you say that? And, and McCain's response was, yes, he, he built businesses and he bought businesses and he sold businesses and sometimes people lost their jobs. That's the nature of that business. Well, That business just meant business. Yes, in business, some people lose their jobs. Millions more get jobs. Millions more produce the wealth that makes this a wealthy country. And so, again, we might expect this kind of attitude from a Democrat. You don't expect the Republican presidential nominee to seem so contemptuous of enterprise. Especially in a primary season. Well, that's right. But that's what makes me think, you know, this is what he really believed, that when somebody writes a speech for him, like in New Orleans the other day, um, then it's going to say, I believe in a strong economy and free enterprise and everything. When he's pushed and prodded in a debate and he says what he really thinks, that's what it is. But, of course, he has also talked a lot about self-indulgence and the need for national service. It's striking that the Republican convention that's going
0: to be held uh, later this year is actually making this cause greater than self a part of the of the selling point of the convention
1: itself. Well, I guess that's supposed to be part of politics and getting people uh, excited. And obviously, at some level, a cause greater than self, well, I guess the American Revolution was that, and I suppose abolishing slavery was. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it's supposed to be right now. If it's supposed to be, as Hillary Clinton said, national goals and... Um, uh, a program for, for every possible uh, problem that, the, that, that people have in the United States, then that f- suffers from what Hayek called the fatal conceit. You know, when we're fighting the Nazis, we do pretty much have one national goal, which is don't lose to the Nazis. But when we are living in generally peacetime, um, when we don't face an existential threat to our survival, then we all have different goals. You want to build a building, you want to build a, a a house on the corner, and so do I. and we we need a system for deciding who's going to do it. And I have a car company and you have a car company, and there may not be room for both of them in in this uh, particular market. So there is no national purpose. there is no national goal. There are lots of individual goals, and you need a framework of freedom to allow people to work it out. And so, I think it's scary when politicians start running not on government is the problem, not the solution, but on a cause greater than ourselves. David Bowes is
0: executive vice president of the Cato Institute. His Wall Street Journal op-ed, Our Collectivist Candidates, is available at Cato.org.